Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana, and today we have another episode of this series, another episode, another country. It's been a little while, and I'm sorry for that. I am going to be overcompensating the next few weeks, hopefully. I do have a few really exciting episodes lined up for you for the next few weeks, and I cannot wait for you to listen to those um, but today we are going to speak about Bulgaria and there was so much that I learned from this episode because I think it's one of those countries that if you Google it, you won't really listen to what it's like to live or even visit Bulgaria. It's something that you need to learn from someone who is from there. So it was very exciting for me to record this episode and I really hope that you enjoyed it. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. Now, without further ado, let's just get into the episode. Thank you for coming to the podcast. I'm really excited to talk about Bulgaria. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So first of all, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, Yes. Uh, my name is Nelly and I'm 33 years old and I'm from Bulgaria, of course. Um, yeah, I've done different things in my life. Uh, right now I'm doing um, a lot of project management related to communications, but I've also done a lot of events. Uh, and this have allowed me to travel a lot around Europe and I have also lived in a few different countries in Europe. Um, so I think that that's in short. Uh, I love traveling. I love art a lot. I love music. So I guess we can start with how would you say life is in Bulgaria in real life versus what people think it's like? <laughs> that, that's an interesting question because yeah, I'm not sure what people think um, about Bulgaria, but I've heard some stereotypes. Um, I know that uh, a lot of foreigners think that Bulgaria is like, um, I, I think, a party place, um, especially the seaside. Um, for example, I know that a lot of UK tourists go uh, to our seaside and, you know, for the summer, for the parties, for drinking, girls. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Bulgaria is like that much of a party um, country. Uh, we have nice nature, we have a lot of ski resorts, a lot of natural sites to visit. Um, another thing that I think Bulgaria is famous for, uh, we are, I, I think we are associated with the production of uh, roses and rose oil, or at, at least I hope that we are associated with this because we have, you know, these big regions across the country where we grow roses and actually Bulgaria is one of the largest uh, producers of uh, rose oil in the world and yeah we're, we are famous for you know making cosmetics with rose oil um, I, I, I think these cosmetics are very popular in Japan um, I, I don't know what kind of other stereotypes I have heard about Bulgaria um, yeah have you have you heard any stereotypes about Bulgaria no, this is what I was going to say. I think that's very interesting because I haven't heard any stereotypes about it, to be honest. I feel like 
it would be Nina Dobrev. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice association. Uh, yeah, uh, she actually sometimes comes here uh, because she has a family here. So occasionally you can see her on the streets or something. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I think in Europe, uh, this is, is typical typical Balkan country. Bulgaria is uh, so you can expect what what you know is expecting from a Balkan country. Um, warm people, welcoming people, but maybe not so uh, great infrastructure like uh, Western countries. What are some typical foods and what are what is also typical of bulgarian culture okay let me think about let's start let's start with the food then um i I think in general we as people we like food we really we eat a lot of um heavy meals a lot of meat like stew like meals uh oven prepared meals um our Cuisine, of course, is influenced from uh, from the Greek and from the Turkish cuisine. Um, we even, you know, share some similar dishes like moussaka. This is something very, you know, traditional in both in Greece and Turkey. Um, I don't know what to recommend uh, because I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian, uh, and in general, we we eat a lot of meat. Bulgarians eat a lot of meat. <laughs> Um, I think one of the most famous dishes are like uh, kyofte and kebabche. Um, also tripe soup, which it's, I find it a little bit disgusting, but I know that tourists like it. Uh, and it's something very traditional for Bulgaria. Um, apart from that, um, something we love uh, is called banica. It's like a pastry, salty dish which is um, terator. Uh, this is like a cold soup made uh, from yogurt and cucumber. This is something super typical in, in the summer. We eat it in the summer a lot. And I think maybe the most interesting thing for foreigners and something that I recommend everyone to try, it's a drink called Voza. Uh, it's made from barley, I think, from some kind of grains. It has really, really strange taste, and it's it cannot be com- compared to anything else that I, you know, d- drink across Europe. So I, I think that's uh, interesting experience if you're a foreigner to try this boza drink. Doesn't it taste like a little bit like beer just because of the barley? I, I would I wouldn't say because it's it's sweet actually. It's sweet mm-hmm. is very it has a very dense uh, you know it's not that liquid um and usually it's like uh, yeah i would drink it you could drink it with banitsa this dish I, I told you um it's not alcoholic um, oh okay yeah and foreigners sometimes you know they mistake it for like a chocolate milk or something because it's like brown brownish <laughs> um but it's like it, it, it's a little bit bitter it's a little bit sweet very very strange <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah, yeah, and I what think, about uh, what about culture? Yeah. Culture, 
I don't know. It's it's difficult to comment on your own culture when you are within <laughs> within this culture. Any yeah. festivities there are typical from Bulgaria or any habits um, that you have? Okay, yeah. You know, in general, we're like, uh, yeah, warm people. We like uh, very traditional, family-oriented people. We like celebrating uh, celebrating holidays with family, friends. Um one interesting holiday we have is first uh, of March. Um, it's uh, like a holiday related to welcoming spring. And we have this tradition of putting uh, bracelets um, called Martinica. It's a, a white and uh, red bracelets uh, or like a brooches that we put. Uh, everyone is putting this. Uh, things uh, they sell them everywhere it's a bit strange for foreigners because if you arrive like the week before first of march you see them everywhere um and then you we wear them for a few weeks just for good health for prosperity uh so this i think this is quite unique tradition I, i've heard that maybe romanians have it uh, but i have not came across such a tradition anywhere anywhere else in europe um uh, about our culture there's something that i don't like i think that we are kind of um uh, we have a pessimistic outlook on life and i think very often we like to see things in negative light or complain and actually things are not that worse than that we you know tend to make them um i don't know if this is typical for bulgaria or maybe this part of Europe, um, yeah. Maybe I would wish if we if we, if we have more positive outlook of, on life in general. But apart from that, yeah, I would say friendly people. We like connecting. We like uh, having conversation with foreigners. Um, yeah. And what about safety? Is Bulgaria a safe country? Yeah, I would say, yeah, Bulgaria is quite safe. Uh, I think uh, we're more like notorious in Europe, maybe with like corruption or like maybe organized crime. I'm not proud with that at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking like small crimes, like pickpocketing or assaults or something like that. Uh, if you're a you know, common citizen or a tourist, um, in you don't specifically look for trouble nothing will happen to you you'll be totally okay it's it's safe on the streets it's safe to go in you know in restaurants and clubs i think it's quite a safe country yeah is it safe for example because something that i'm always curious about like for women to walk around at night or is it just like not really recommended I, I don't know, this is a difficult question. Uh, if you would ask me this like 10 years ago when I was 20 years old, and I was like, very, I would say even reckless, I would say, of course, I would walk alone in the streets at night. Now, maybe I, I would not be so, you know, brave, not because it's dangerous, but because, I don't know, just, <laughs> I don't know, because I'm a woman and I know that I'm vulnerable this way. 
Um, I would say in the in the cities, in the big cities, it's okay. I, I don't mind taking a taxi or public transport late at night. I feel okay with that. Of course, you, you yeah, you have to be mindful where you're going, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And what are some tips that you would give to people who want to travel to Bulgaria? Like what they should probably know beforehand or what people should see, places to visit? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, from, from all the tourists that I, I have met and foreigners that I have met, I know, I know that they... Um, enjoy traveling in Bulgaria. They find it nice, interesting country. Of course, many people are coming to visit Sofia, the capital. Uh, here we have a lot of museums, um, cultural sites, uh, bars, uh, great nightlife, a lot of you know art galleries, coffee. So it's really you know typical big city. I think population is like one million or even more. So a lot of things to see and a lot of things to do. Uh, apart from Sofia, um, a city that I can um, recommend um, everyone to visit is Plovdiv. This is like my hometown and second biggest city in Bulgaria. And it's also one of the oldest cities in Europe. Um, it's very different from Sofia. I, I think Sofia is more, like, more modern. While in Plovdiv, you have like a lot of, you know, um, remains from ancient times. You have a lot of Roman remains, like a big Roman stadium and amphitheater. So you have this like uh, Roman influence there. And there is also really nice old part of the city with traditional um, 19th century architecture. Uh, So it's a small city, but there's a lot of things to see and a lot of different things to see and do there. Um, And it's very accessible. It's like one hour and a half by bus from Sofia and you have like hourly buses to Plovdiv, so very accessible. Um, another famous uh, cities are like Veliko Ternovo, um, also the seaside, of course, with cities like Borgas or Varna and like famous resorts like Sunwich and Golden Suns and a city also with traditional old architecture. Um, things that people should know beforehand. Um, Yeah, we have a lot of interesting cities to visit, but I think traveling between some of the cities could be difficult and time consuming. Uh, We are small countries, but somehow we are not very well connected uh, with transportation internally. So you may see a city that is, you know, close by, but then it takes you much longer to go there. For example, the train uh, train transports um, it's not very it's not working very well in Bulgaria. Usually, people you know go by bus or share a car transport. So yeah, if you have just a few few days visiting Bulgaria, then you should really plan uh, how to you know what to see and how to go there in advance. Um, also, I don't think we speak that good of English, especially in, in small cities. Probably you will not meet a lot of people speaking English. So you should be you know, brave enough to I know, use your hands and <laughs> try to you know, understand each other uh, differently. 
and also um, not everywhere you can pay uh, with a credit card so you should always have cash with you i think these are like the most um, practical tips i can give no these are so helpful because i think language is such a huge barrier that people sometimes they're not mindful about when they're visiting another country and also the transportation because Even I, like a couple months ago, I decided to just travel a little bit around Scotland with my mom. And sometimes you think that you would take the bus and then it would just be like so easy and everything. It's just not. And then it's kind of like tricky because you do have the options, but they're not always the best thing that you could do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and there's another thing that we use um, the Cyrillic, Cyrillic alphabet, which is different from the rest of Europe. So if you uh, end up here and you want to read a sign or something, you may be shocked a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, it may look very strange for you. And if you have no other directions, it would be tricky. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Moving to Edinburgh was not an easy decision, and it required a lot of mental and emotional preparation. And nothing could have prepared me better than going to therapy. I've been in therapy for the past seven years now, and I cannot recommend it enough for those who think about starting this journey. I know sometimes it might be hard to find a good therapist that will match you, so that's why I recommend a BetterHelp as your next therapy source. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy. But with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the Brazilian POV. That's betterehlp.com slash the Brazilian POV. And I'm a little bit curious about the weather in Bulgaria. How is it? Because I don't, I don't know why I have in my mind that it's just like the, it's like really cold, and really? that like the okay. winter is just awful. I don't know why I have this in my mind, like out of nowhere. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. We have cold winters because we have a lot of mountains, a lot of high mountains. So uh, naturally, we have a lot of snow. Uh, yeah, we have actually, yeah, we have cold winters and hot summers. So I think this is typical continental Europe weather, where you have you have all the seasons with cold winter, hot summer, and rainy spring and rainy autumn. Um, it's not that cold, I would say, as it would be. Um, I don't know, north of Europe, but it's not that hot as Spain and Greece. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that we have these different seasons because yeah, you have the snow if you want to go to ski, you can go to ski if you want to uh, have a nice summer vacation, you can go to the seaside and you, we, we have nice resorts and hot weather and you can sit on the beach all day. Um, Do you think that there's a specific time that is best to visit Bulgaria? Uh, I don't know. Depends on what you like. Uh, for me, the worst time to visit any country is the summer, you know, because it's just <laughs> summer in Europe is the touristic season. So it's crowded everywhere. Uh, hotels are full. Everything is overpriced. Um, if you want to ski, then you have to come in the winter. And what are some pros and cons of living in Bulgaria? Okay, I, this is an interesting question. For me, uh, the biggest advantage um, of living in Bulgaria is Bulgaria being part of the European Union. You know, because of the European Union here in Europe, we can move and travel and work freely in any other country in Europe. And I think, you know, sometimes young people forget this because if you're born in the European Union, you you don't you know you you can just travel but before that you needed you know a passport or a visa a long uh, checks on the borders things like that um, that make traveling um, difficult um, but now since Bulgaria being part of the European Union it's like really easy to travel um, so I really appreciate this um, so this is a, a big pro Something that I find odd or strange is that overall Bulgaria is not that well connected to um, the other European countries. I mean, like in terms of airlines, for example, even low cost airlines, we don't have that many airlines and usually tickets are very expensive and the lines are not that regular. So we have like one flight to I don't know, Copenhagen in a week or something like that. While if you're living in another uh, European capital like know, Brussels or Rome, you have so many flights to anywhere like any, and a lot of cheap options. Here in Bulgaria, we only have Ryanair and Wizzair, I think, as low-cost companies serving, you know, Sofia airport. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would wish if Bulgaria was more connected to to other European capitals and not only European, also, you know, Asia, Middle East. That's really interesting because I never thought about it, but yeah, because I was actually doing a little bit of research about Bulgaria beforehand and I saw that I actually wasn't aware that it was part of the European Union and I understand like how much easier it is, even like I think prices of things might be cheaper because of that, because all of the agreements and all. And uh, yeah, cries in Scotland because we're not part of the European Union anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a pity. Because I think if you want once get a visa uh, for any country in European Union, you can use it for any other and yeah. you can travel freely. So much easier. There's no such thing as just like, because in Brazil, we actually don't need visa to go to Europe, any like in European Union country. 
but we can stay up to six months. Okay, yeah. So it's just, you know, but still, there's a deadline for that. So it must be like so easy to live and be from a country from the European Union. But yeah, it's actually quite interesting. There, there aren't many flights, but are there trains maybe? No, not really. You know, our even the internal train system is not that very well developed. Um, I don't know. We have mm, well, we have tra- trains to Istanbul to Turkey, but we have much more buses to um, to Istanbul. Um, overall, I think tickets are very cheap, uh, both trains and buses. Uh, but we just don't have that many regular options. Um, yeah, and we are used used to use our cars a lot this is something i don't like mm-hmm. because if we had a better transport system even within the cities we would not be using that much of our cars uh, here in sofia public transport is really good uh, but in other city not so much so you really need your uh, car to go somewhere and if you want to go to um, some natural sites to some mountains huts or lakes things like that you definitely have to uh, go by car. There are not public transports to most of these interesting sites. Um, so basically, if you want to travel to another country, you you go by plane, but then it's a little bit more expensive and a little bit harder. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I, I can compare it to Brussels, where I have lived. And in Brussels, you have so many flights, so many low-cost flights. When I was living in Brussels, I was able to go for 10 euros in Dublin, 10 euros to Madrid, 10 euros anywhere, basically. Um, But this is because they have a lot of lines. And, and, you know, when you have this competition between the lines, of course, they they offer cheaper tickets. Here in Bulgaria, as I said, I think I only have Ryanair, Wizair, and maybe EasyJet to London, but I'm not sure. Uh, some some lines are cheap, uh, but most of them are not, especially during the high seasons like summer or holidays. Mm-hmm. And what is something you'd like people to know about Bulgaria? Something to know? Yeah, I, I think maybe my favorite thing uh, is the nature in Bulgaria. So for everyone who is planning to visit Bulgaria, I would say plan a longer trip where you can visit, of course, like one or two big cities, but also have the chance to visit some natural sites. As I said, we have really nice mountains, high mountains, and amazing uh, hiking trails and roads all around. I'm, I love hiking. Uh, I go every, every now and then almost every weekend when I have the chance. And the nature is amazing. You have amazing views, nice forests, lakes, a beautiful landscape. Um, and this is, you know, something that you should see rather than just visiting cities. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and finally, every week we give a recommendation of a book, a movie or a TV show. What recommendation do you have for our listeners this week and why? 
Okay, I will recommend a book I was reading uh, recently because I really, really liked it. It's a book called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, uh, which sounds, sounds strange because, you know, he's famous, you know, for his acting. Uh, but this is his autobiography. Uh, but this is not like a typical biography book. Um, it's not about um, facts and date and what he did and when and things like that. It's more like his experience growing, growing up and growing as a person and spiritually and as, and as a human, I think. So it's really um, raw and sincere and it's much deeper than it seems. It's like a little bit philosophical even. So for everyone who is interested and likes Matthew McConaughey and uh, yeah, green lights. That's really nice. I didn't even know that he had a book. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a new, it's fairly new book. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, based on his notes. He has been writing in his diaries for the past 30 years, which is really long time. And he has collected different notes and experience from his um, diaries. There are some photos of him. And in, in, in general, it's very optimistic and yeah, very motivating book. That's really interesting. Um, well, yeah, thank you so much for coming to the podcast and sharing so much about Bulgaria, because I think it's just like one of those countries that if you don't know from someone from the country, you won't truly know the country. So I just love doing these episodes. And thank you so much for coming and sharing so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I cannot wait for you to listen to next week's episode. I actually recorded today. It was with a friend of mine. It was live. She came to my flat to record that and it was just so fun. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye everyone.